Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast. We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes. If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Manxiety Podcast. It's your boy, Matt, here with your other boy, my, my twin boy, my, my brother. I don't know where I'm going with this. A shot. How's everybody doing today? Yeah, I feel like you did this last time. One, they can't respond. <laughs> I hope you know that. <laughs> I heard them all respond just now. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and two, you know we have a whole intro, right, that, that goes through, you know, welcome to the Anxiety Podcast, blah, 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 blah. The intro that we keep saying we're going to redo and we still haven't done. Here's the thing, right? Like, we recorded that when we were children. That was almost two years ago we recorded that. Um, That's true. Almost exactly two years ago, like, based on when the first episode dropped, right? I'm a man. different decade. I'm in a different decade of my life now. I don't think that's actually how it works. But what do you mean? I mean, technically, yes, sure. Happy, what do you happy mean birthday. Technically, that's how it is. But sorry, con- continue. Yeah, continue I guess. I don't know. Anyways, I um, obviously, it was more important than what I was saying. <laughs> well, clearly, a new decade, same view, huh? Still a little, little sass to you. Um, I don't know what the fuck I was... Oh, yeah, we were going to redo the intro. And, like, I just forget that we did that intro forever ago, right? Like, fuck, are we still even on? You know, whatever I said, Apple, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, <laughs> right? Did, did we remove Ooh. any platforms? Did we get deplatformed? Were, were we, did we change it up? I have no we're on even clue. more now, actually. Oh, well, shit, there we go. I need to see. That's why I need to re-record. That's, it's always good to check in with your goals, kids. And uh, It is. Know. And, you know, we are, uh, I think, a good time to re-record it's a good time to mention this is uh, i think we mentioned that i will be having a child so i'll be on paternity leave um so this will be one of our final episodes well one of both matt and i's final episodes together Uh, i think this one and then maybe one more after this and i'll be on leave and then matt maybe what we can do this is totally new news to matt by the way is called the first one that we did season one and then we come back with a whole new intro, and we do a season two of the Anxiety Podcast. New intro, new song, new me. You know, we'll actually record the song. We'll 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 put your kids uh, like baby cries in on there, there so, <laughs> so that they get royalties. Fuck, that's that's brilliant. I love how we're just spitballing live. That, that's what's up, everybody. You know, that's how we uh, do. Yeah, we're basically Twitch streamers now. We're doing this live. We're not even. <laughs> We didn't even uh, maybe maybe we should change the platform to having live shows too. We could, yeah. I I think that would also be really cool as well. Uh, I'm kidding. I would not want to do that. Then what would I do for an hour and a half? Yeah, I mean, you would just I say edit. you're working Since on the I house. You would probably like go out into the house and you'd probably like <laughs> get some nails That's and true. just hammer them into the wall. There's things you can do, buddy. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Well, in honor of um. Uh, of it being my birthday recently um i think i've mentioned this book uh called a hundred years before on the on the podcast where this guy you know again went through different piece of literature found all of the um common themes across ages and kind of used a quote that best exemplified it so in honor of becoming 30 i give you 
30. And every decade has two, so you guys get two. At 30, a man steps out of the darkness and wasteland of preparation into active life. It is the time to show oneself, the time of fulfillment. And our next uh, 30 quote, that one was from uh, Joseph and his Brothers by Thomas Mann. Our next 30 quote is 30, the promise of a decade of loneliness, a thinning list of single men to know, a thinning briefcase of enthusiasm, thinning hair. And that is from F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby. So lots, it sounds like there's lots to look forward to in my 30s, guys. <laughs> Apparently, I'm going to step out of darkness and become active and get fulfilled, but also be lonely. No less single men and have less enthusiasm and thinning hair. And a briefcase. And a briefcase, yes. Yeah. Notice how nobody has briefcases anymore. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now men carry purses. It's very weird. Do they? In some cases. Yeah. You haven't seen them? No. I just remember as a kid, like I wanted a briefcase. I thought like when that's what you got, like when you were an adult, like when you're 18, like here's a briefcase, son, <laughs> and you're like kicked out of the house, and then like you live out of it in like college or something. Didn't happen. Just had a backpack. It, it still can. Person. You want me to get you a briefcase for your next birthday and kick you out of your house? Uh, no to both of those things. Thank you. <laughs> um, definitely don't kick me out of my house. The briefcase is up to interpretation, maybe. I, I mean, I just want you to uh, live your wildest fantasies. Well, then I think dreams. we need to stop recording if we're going to talk about wildest fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your dreams. I want to make your dreams come true, man. Mm, there we go. There we go. Um, so how was your week? My week was pretty good overall i've been having i've been having a string of good weeks um we talked a little bit about this when i was catching up but uh it, it'll play in the later conversation a little bit the topic which everybody already knows because again it's on the uh you know episode title i don't have to say what it is but uh, i got invisalign because i was like hey i should you know finally fix my teeth never had braces as a kid uh i feel for every single person who's ever had braces or any type of uh tooth discomfort um i got one of them little hooks which is in the back of my my mouth to fix a crossbite um it's not fun it hurts my tongue it cuts up my tongue uh i've had basically a week of no solid food now i'm back on solid food and i could not be happier <laughs> it uh really made me appreciate food overall and kind of like what we've talked about in the past about like a stoic perspective of like what if you know you had to get rid of something or if you lost something right uh and you can kind of come back to it really appreciating it so for me it's like damn i really appreciate being able to fucking chew um, yeah. and and eat solid food and not just be like oh there's more applesauce today how many quarts of applesauce can you eat in a day because trust me kids um it's not great because most of the uh foods that you can have that are not um uh that are like liquid foods are literally just sugar so right. i was going through constant sugar spikes with like applesauce and freaking pudding cups and i was trying to have like yogurt and protein shakes and stuff to like balance it out but your, your boy was on a roller coaster and every time i was dipping hard and like having that mid sugar crash i was like all right just re-up it re-up it let's go let's keep it going until i can finally get some sleep um 
Yeah, I mean, did you, uh, I forgot to ask you earlier, did you ask your dentist or orthodontist if, like, did you tell them that it's cutting your tongue and if they can maybe shave it or smooth it out or something? I did tell them it's cutting my tongue. I called in the next day. I was pissed. Like, I'm I'm usually a pretty somewhat happy person. And people at work no, notice it too because they're like, yeah, you're super low energy. What's going on? And I'm like, my mouth hurts. <laughs> I can't talk. Just breathing kind of hurts because, you know, because like I'm the type of person where um, mouth breather, if something's in, yeah, yeah, that too. If something's in my mouth, I like, I like rub my tongue against it, right? Like I have a very curious tongue, I guess, which. Ooh, don't let the ladies hear that. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds a little bit, (laughs) it sounds more risque than I I was trying to make it, but I have, I have a curious tongue. So it's like, oh, what's this new thing? Oh, let's fucking poke it. Let's, 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 let's explore it. No, bitch, stop doing that. Like, it just it just hurts. It hurts. Um, but I did Sorry. tell them. They were like, yeah, it's going to suck for the first week. Uh, I mean, it's gotten better, but it's not uh, 100% yet. So it's one of those things where, much like pieces of life, right? Like, it may suck going through it, but, but you may really appreciate the journey that you've gone through at the end. And that's what I'm fucking hoping for. Because let me tell you, in the middle of it, when things suck and you're know, like, oh, if you're going through hell, keep going. That's the only way to get through it. Yeah, but it sucks. Like, <laughs> it's not fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's I'm trying to look at it in a positive light, be more appreciative of, you know, having not only the opportunity to to get Invisalign and to, to have insurance and stuff like that, but also like, hey, I can have solid food now. Um, you know, so all those times my trainer was like, hey, you need to be eating more to put on like muscle and bulk up. I'm like but I don't like eating that much. I can't smell. Now I'm like ravenous all the time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's just good to have those moments of a little bit of discomfort that are, that are necessary, that are hopefully productive. And, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say this is necessary, right? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I feel like this is more of a, uh, a, a want, a cosmetic than a need. Well, but, the but. the the piece that's cutting my tongue is to fix my my bite because the the teeth in the back are slightly um misaligned and that's like that's like their concern as an orthodontist they're like you have to do this because it's to fix your bite i'm like can we just not do that and fix like just make my teeth straighter up top like that's all i care about and they're like no we're here to fix your bite like we're we're professionals and i'm like I don't give a shit about that <laughs> like i give a shit about kind of like you said like the cosmetic side and not being in pain <laughs> You went to the wrong place, man. Down the corner in the alley. Go there. They'll, they'll fix your bite real quick. Well, I already got some pliers. I don't think I need them to, to pull it out. But uh, if it gets that bad, I will give you a call. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, well, I mean, it's cool that you're working on improving yourself. Good to hear. Sucks that you're in pain, though. Although, although there is a positive to this which is we finally found something that'll shut Matt up, which is getting Invisalign. Although you have been talking a pretty good amount. I wish I talked to you last week when you couldn't talk. But then we would have just sat in silence, so it probably wouldn't have been any fun. Yeah, like, <laughs> l- l- let me tell you, as somebody who Actually, does... Actually, no, I would have really enjoyed that because you don't like silence, huh? I I don't mind silence, but the thing is... I feel like other people don't like it. And whenever somebody will say to me, oh, you're like talking a lot today, which is every day, by the way. If it ends in a Y, I'm talking too much. I'll be quiet. And I'll be quiet for like 
20 minutes and just sit there in silence. Like, I don't mind. I can just talk to, you know, think of things in my head, use my imagination. And people are always so you're like, still talking to yourself. Eh, yeah, but I don't respond. So I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not you know, um, in, in one of those buckets yet. Um, but people will be like, well, what, what are we supposed to talk about? Like, we're supposed to sit in silence? Like, this is weird. Like, why aren't you saying things? And it's like, well, yeah. Like, if somebody else is filling that, that void and that silence, then you're just kind of used to it. But then when you have to do it and you have to think of things to say, then I think that's when people get in their heads of like, well, what should I say? What should I be talking about? Like, almost like you have to like lead the conversation now. Right. Um, so whenever I've done that with people, they they actually feel kind of uncomfortable. I've seen where I'm just like silent. I'll like literally put on a timer and be like, all right, like how long do you want me to be quiet for? 30 minutes? Okay. And they're like, well, why aren't you talking? Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? It's like, you just think something's wrong because it's out of the norm. But I think that's what it is because it's out of the norm. I actually use silence as a tool all the time. Like constantly in meetings and stuff, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll let there be silence. Sometimes even uncomfortable silence. It's a very enlightening. People, you know, people will usually talk up or maybe say something that they wouldn't have said otherwise or something they thought of. It gives people some time to um, gather their thoughts or just makes them feel awkward and then they feel like they need to talk and, you know, takes the pressure away from you talking. I would continue this, but we are recording and <laughs> Matt was just trying to be silent on purpose. Uh, and our listeners may think that, uh, you know, the episode is messed up. We'll just play some elevator music in the edit. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is going on? Um, but anyways, that's that's enough about me and what's going on. What's what's going on with you? Uh no, no housework this week. Well, I did, I did. We did have a baby shower in our backyard. Is, is so. Dobby a free elf? <laughs> is, Do- no. is Dobby a free elf? No housework. <laughs> no, we, we did have baby shower, so I was setting up and kind of taking down for that. Um. So stuff like that, but no, you know, nothing intense. Uh, I oh, did. You weren't, go... you weren't camping. I wasn't camping. Yeah, you said nothing intense. Right. Yeah. No. Nothing. Yeah, I wasn't camping. Very funny. You're you're hilarious, man. Well, why am I making the dad jokes? You're the one who's about to be a father. I don't know. You tell me. Maybe there's a kid running around somewhere that you don't know about. <laughs> that was a good use of silence. <laughs> um anyway but i did go on a little plane ride and when i say little plane a little four-seater cessna which was very cool uh, i was taller than the plane um which is pretty wild to think about like i i i couldn't walk under the wing without ducking like that's that's how small this plane is Uh, and the inside is like the interior of a convertible car um so, you know, pretty pretty squished in there, but it was a lot of fun. I thought I thought I would be more anxious um going into it. Because, uh, you know, low plane, you don't know what can happen. I've never been in a low plane. You're gonna be flying, you know, very low altitudes, just like all this stuff. But pretty, you know, I kind of I, I kept my mind clear, didn't let um what we'll talk a little bit more about today, my inner voice, get too loud. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, I kind of, you know, we always talk about live in the moment. I kind of just like stayed in the moment with everything. I tried not to like dwell on uh, what can happen or what if or anything like that. It was completely fine. Um, it was actually very cool. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I, I want to go again and even maybe someday charter a flight using one of those to somewhere, you know, San Diego or I don't know, Big Bear or something, somewhere cool. But yeah, that was, that was a really cool experience. But when I first got there, my steering wheel, like as I entered the parking lot, my steering wheel got hard. And for a second I was like, man, am I really this anxious where like my muscles are like stiffening up, right? Like I like I don't feel that anxious. I was like, this is so weird, but it was like it was getting heavier and heavier. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I went and parked, or like I drove a little bit more to go and park, and I was like, no, something's not right. Like this my muscles are fine. Like I feel good. <laughs> something's wrong with the car. So I parked and I find out that I got a flat as soon as I entered the parking lot. My uh a utility blade got stuck in my tire and the whole thing just went down within seconds um yeah yeah so i i parked it i'm like i'll we'll take care of this later parked it went on plane ride came back and then you know put my spare in and drove off Jeez, so that's like you must have been really zen because you were like you went through something that's like very annoying right that could have kind of been a big deal even though you know you have a spare and then you still were able to fly have fun be present and then just come back and deal with it after jeez yeah i was i was actually kind of like thinking on that after i was like man if i was either in like you know like a bad state of mind or something or if i was someone that like you know believes in omens and all, all this stuff i would have gone like oh that's such a bad omen i probably shouldn't go out on you know an airplane after getting a flat tire <laughs> but no i was just very much like no whatever it's a flat it happens drove over a utility knife like you know um yeah and and the pilot that was flying us was a kid younger than i was oh shit yeah it was like uh like a 25 year old kid maybe uh he was cool though this guy was just like he was flying right like whatever he took off and stuff and he was just like chilling there like you know kind of like what you would do like if you're cruising down pch uh and you're convertible or something it's like you know Two fingers on the steering wheel, kind of moving it a little bit. <laughs> I was like, man, this guy's living the life. Just, you know, out here, up in the air. We, we cruise by on the beach, too. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, this is a, a different way of cruising down PCH. Well, dude, think about it. In the air, there's very little traffic, <clears throat> especially very at that true. altitude. So, you know, it's not like you're in the middle of traffic cruising. He's just like, we're chilling. You know, it's probably probably done it a hundred times, you know? Yeah, he, he does it multiple times a day. It's a very common route that he takes. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really cool. It's a cool experience. So when we were coming back, because those things, um, because you're in a smaller plane, you feel uh, turbulence more. So as we were like going over the mountains to come back, you know, it was, it was pretty bumpy. I was still fine. Um, again, just kind of being in the moment, but it was uh it was more bumpy than like you would expect in in a regular plane or something that's like the worst too like as you're coming back you hit you hit turbulence you know i feel like driving out 
whatever, like something happened. But as you're coming back, you're like, oh shit, like it's worked, it's worked this far. Now we're going to have an issue. <laughs> no, and I knew it wasn't going to be an issue. I mean, turbulence is kind of expected. Um, but I, I was very, um, very prompted to put on uh, Steve Aoki's song Turbulence as it was happening. That's what I was thinking of right now. I thought it would be hilarious, but I didn't do that. Yeah. It was cool, though. We had, like, you know, like the whole gear on, little headsets and stuff, so we can hear each other while you were flying out. Um, I don't know. Very, very cool experience. I would definitely recommend it to anyone that hasn't been. But, again, be in the right state of mind because you don't want to freak out as you're, you know, as you're going up in this small plane. Yeah, or while you're in the plane, you just start screaming and swinging wildly at the pilot. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, so that was that was my week. Uh, so inner voice, Matt, what's your inner voice telling you? Um, right now it's kind of quiet. I don't know. That's good. I told to shut up earlier. <laughs> Stop talking. Um, no, like I was saying though, like the whole experience, right? It's, it was kind of like quieting my inner voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like a lot of times anxiety is that inner voice, right? Telling you, what if this happens? Hey, like, what if, you know, what if you go up and, um, you know, the pilot doesn't know how to fly? Or what if a bigger plane comes by? Or I don't know, what if something goes wrong and, uh, you know, you crash or whatever, all these what ifs. So it is um it is important to learn how to control your inner voice and kind of learn when you should listen to it and when you shouldn't and make sure it doesn't get too loud cuz you know your voice is the one that matters that's the one that you need to really care about and focus on your inner voice you know it, it's helpful Sometimes, for sure, but you you can't ever let it get louder than your voice because that's when you start running into issues. Hundred um, percent. And and for me, the the inner voice side of it, one of the reasons I want to bring it up is, um, we we get uh, coaching at work through um, this like I don't know, like coaching platform that you know we we basically get there for free, so we get to, like pick a coach and talk to them and chat every week and it's been really cool because it's something that it's not like uh therapy where like i i said that to him I was like, yeah i've been like he's like you ever had a coach i was like i have a personal trainer and i've been in therapy like he's like well it's kind of different because therapy is kind of like the past right making sense of it what you're going to do and coaching is more about like action plans and moving forward and uh you know holding you accountable each week so like great like what should i be doing Right. And one of the things I came up with was kind of talking about the inner voice and, and conquering that, you know, like when you get that nagging feeling like the imposter syndrome of, hey, you're not good enough. Why didn't you do this? You didn't prepare for this. You're a bad person. All those things that we've kind of like probably heard ourselves say to ourselves throughout life. And in working with uh, my coach, we uh, one of the ways that he frames it, I don't know if it's like a a coaching technique. I know we talked a bit about coaching, but like going through it now is, is very interesting is like, he calls the inner voice, like your gremlin. And he's like, it's like a little gremlin. That's like running around in the background, telling you things that aren't necessarily true. Like it's just causing havoc. And, and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Right. 
And I was like, I, I kind of just want to like give my gremlin like a hug. And he's like, well, you're kind of getting ahead of yourself. Like, like that's, we'll get there. I was like, oh, okay. So like he explained what, what's going to happen. Basically, it's like you kind of like think about your inner voice. You kind of catch yourself before you start having those types of thoughts, right? And then um, if you kind of like name your gremlin, if you uh, picture it, those types of things, right? Um, it helps you identify it more closely when you're having those thoughts. And ultimately, the goal is to kind of like tell it to be quiet, but also like have it like, like, like picture it in your mind. And I told him, I said, you know, for me, it kind of sounds like the inner voice, this like gremlin for a lot of people is probably them as a little kid, you know, like a situation you ran into where it's like, oh, like I'm not good enough. I didn't win that thing. The kids are making fun of me, something like that, right? Something that you kind of like got stuck on that thought pattern really young and it's like very deep and your gremlin like just pops its head up every once in a while, you know, like, I don't know, you're doing something, you're trying to eat, you know, whole foods and you can't because it hurts. Then your gremlin's <laughs> like, haha, you idiot. I told you. Why, why did you get Invisalign, you dumbass? Because you need it. Your teeth are crooked or whatever. Um, and, and, and that like prompts a lot of anxiety as well because now you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm just not good enough. Right. right. I, other people can power through. Why can't I? But you don't see all the people that um, get to those points in that type of struggle and they, they take a step back or they take a break or they quit. You don't see that. You just think, oh, those people are successful. Right. Yeah. Like the social media age. So it's been really cool thinking about that and like getting ahead of it for those thoughts because I was like working out and in the middle of doing it, like couldn't, couldn't finish one of the, the, the reps on the set. Like I couldn't get to what I wanted. Right. And normally I'd be like, oh, you idiot. Like, why aren't you strong enough? Blah, blah, blah. But I was just like, hey, like, just have some self-compassion for myself. Like, you know, I wouldn't say that to my friend. If my if that happened to my friend, I'd be like, hey, like, you'll get him next time. You right. Know? Like, did you eat enough today? Did you drink water? You know, maybe figure out the why behind it and then address it that way as opposed to addressing something in, like, that emotional space, which is, like, there's no winning in you versus your voice. Because, like, if your voice wants to get down on yourself, if it wants to beat you up, it knows better than anybody the things to pick on because it's you, you know? Yeah. I thought you were just trying to be silent again. Um, no, no. I was just, you know, you were, you were on a roll. I'm just letting you do your thing, man. That's, that's what happens when I can speak instead of not being able to speak. Um, but no, I mean, like any any thoughts on that or any 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 situations you ran into that kind of like inner voice where you've either let it run rampant. I know we talked a little bit about uh, the plane ride where you were just in the moment and didn't have that come up. But anything like where you saw that it did come up versus when it didn't come up, is it just all oh, mindset yeah. for you? Anything else? No, no, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, mo- mo- I feel like most of anxiety is just that inner voice coming up, right? Like it's not why else do you feel anxious other than your inner voice telling you that. You know, you're not doing well. You're not going to feel well. This isn't, you know, this might happen. That might happen. Like, uh, I mean, I'm happy that uh, I'm kind of in a place now where that inner voice is more under control, right? Um, but it, it reminds me a lot of the, uh, we, we brought it up during our meditation episode, the monkey brain, right? And how, like, your brain, it's, it's kind of like a monkey, kind of like all over the place jumping here jumping there jumping everywhere 
and kind of your inner voice is kind of like that too right it's like well what if this happens what if that happens and then goes to like all these scenarios and it's just jumping around to extremes right in most cases or bringing up stuff from the past that you know may not be true anymore you know maybe a different situation it's not similar and uh, just the whole thing of meditation right is to like calm your monkey brain down and to focus it and i feel like in similarly with your inner voice it's about calming it down right um and and same thing focusing it on what's important uh and quieting it down a little bit so you know if um trying to think of an example recently that my inner voice would have come up um Like when I was working on the house, I think I mentioned before, like I was working with the grinder that one time, right? Like grinder, I dropped the grinder and I was like, I don't want to deal with the grinder for a while. I mean, that wasn't me like, I don't want to do it because like I had work to do with the grinder. That was my inner voice saying, hey, what if you do it and you drop it again and you cut a finger off? Or what if you drop it again and, you know, falls on your foot? Or what if you, you know, um, I don't know, it breaks and fucking flies into your eye whatever it is right it was my inner voice kind of saying all these things and like psyching me out almost and in some cases it's kind of like you have to talk yourself down right like sometimes when you have a friend that's like i feel like in college this would happen a lot where like someone wanted to do something really stupid (laughs) like oh and they're like hey let's uh let's go and steal a golf cart from from the, uh, you know, the student, uh, whatever, um, the community center or something, right? And, you know, your friends who are hopefully more, um, less drunk in most cases and uh, think about it a little more um, would probably try to talk you down, right? And say, hey, like, maybe you shouldn't do that because if you get caught, you'll go to jail and or whatever. You'll get a ticket or whatever that may be and you know they try to calm you down they're not they're not strangling you they're not holding you down um at least i hope they're not for something like that i mean if you were trying to do something much worse maybe but you know they're like kind of like talking you through it and trying to like slowly talk you down like in some cases we forget that we have to do that with ourselves too right like when our inner voice is telling us something like that we have to kind of give it that counter argument um, where it's like, you know, in this case with the plane, right? Like if my, and there were moments, right? Where my inner voice was like, Hey, like, what if something goes wrong while you're up there? And I had to like, kind of calm it down and go like, well, what if nothing goes wrong and I really enjoy it and want to do it again? It was like, well, um, you know, what if, I don't know, the engine stops, and in some cases, right, I did. Uh, I had done some research and, you know, they're the safest planes, uh, least number of accidents that can happen. Even if the engine stops, you can glide completely fine down to a landing. Um, you know, if, if you get into a roll, they're very good about uh, self-correcting and they'll correct themselves back to, you know, uh, parallel or whatever it's called um like the plane does a barrel roll well like yeah like if the plane rolls for some reason 
like it's it, like it, it has it's built in a way so that it'll come back and be back to normal by itself like you don't even have to take that much action shit that's cool yeah yeah so like all, all of these cool little things right and like where's I've that done technology the for kayaks <laughs> well uh, kayaks are uh, long this way that's why they don't flip that way <laughs> whereas planes are long this way i mean that's kayaks like, still flip not not forwards oh you're talking about going forward no 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 in a plane the plane's wings are horizontal right, right. that's why you don't flip horizontally but I'm pretty sure if you're in a plane, you start flipping vertically. Like it's not gonna self-correct. That you're you're in a tumble. You need to figure something out. Yeah, I was talk. I I was thinking horizontally was how you're flipping. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the kayak, yeah, obviously you're gonna flip horizontally because you're longer the other way. Right. But you'll never flip vertically. Right. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't <laughs> matter. But yeah, go go back to the inner voice. It, you know, again, you just have to. In my case, right, I did some research so that I had all the information. To give to my inner voice and tell it, hey, you know, you can calm down. It's fine. It's it's safe. We'll be okay. Yeah. Just, hey, no. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and it is it is interesting, right? Kind of like being pregnant and like expecting a kid. Because like now you get this like whole other perspective of it too. Where it's like you're not even just thinking like, hey, like what if something happens to me? You're thinking like, what if something happens to my wife? What if something happens to my like unborn child right like not not to them but like something happens to me like what are the consequences of that for them um so there is there is a little bit more to think about when you when you get to that stage that i'm i'm now experiencing um but even then i mean i think it's all about calculator risk right like if you you know if you take calculator risks and you know what your risk tolerance is um and you stay within your tolerance like i think it's fine something like this again kind of i researched all the facts i knew the safety of it and all that so it is obviously a risk but it was a calculated risk that i thought was a very low risk uh whereas doing something dumb like i don't know jumping out of a plane that i might not do (laughs) at least not anymore I i wanted to when i was younger um back then my inner voice was like yeah yeah go do it it'll be a lot of fun it was before my inner voice learned uh what uh what fear was Mm. interesting yeah i've thought about going skydiving um because i don't want to be too successful when i go skydiving you know like you're risking a lot so now i'm just like hey am i in a good enough place where i'm kind of just like middle tier of my success level you know i'm not like running my own company right now like hey fuck it <laughs> what's the worst that can happen that's what um, it is but it, it does actually bring up uh kind of something i learned recently uh which is called like the three c's so um catch it check it change it and it's all about like thought prevention and i was talking to somebody about inner voices and they brought this up uh and it's like first you catch it right so like you kind of notice a change in your mood if you're becoming upset you're kind of like asking yourself why am I thinking this right now? Right? Just like get ahead of it. Um, so like why why am I anxious right now? Right? We're going to fly a plane. Okay. Why am I thinking about that? Well, I'm literally going to fly a plane. <laughs> right? Or be, be in the passenger for a plane. Whatever. Uh, then you check it. So you're kind of like what's the evidence for the thought against the thought? Is it completely true? You know? So like, hey, I, I'm worried because 
you know, like you said, like, what if the engine dies, if the engine cuts out? Well, then we can glide, right? It's not like if the engine cuts out, you just explode in midair like it's a cartoon, right? Like, there's safety measures and stuff, right? You just nosedive. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? It's like, there's there's things in place for it. And then um, the last one being change it, kind of like, if no, uh, if it's not true or, like, you know, if you can't check it, it's like, well, what is a more truthful or more helpful thought right now? Um, so you could say, you know, well, I did the research and I read that, you know, we can glide, right? Um, or maybe you go as far as packing your own parachute. I don't know. <laughs> like, you're just like, fuck everybody else. I'm ready if, uh, if anything happens. Um, but if you kind of do the, like the catch, catch it, check it, change it. Um, and I'm trying to implement this more as well because I recently learned about it. it. I think it's really helpful because you're kind of stopping yourself especially in the example when i was talking about earlier like you know getting down on myself because like i couldn't complete like the rep range i wanted right well that thought is like you're a piece of shit you suck you're weak you're a failure right so you're like okay well why am i thinking those things well because i didn't do the workout fully right what's the evidence that like i'm a piece of shit i, I was probably more than i want to get into you know maybe who knows um but first person account first person what Oh, the evidence is a first-person account that you're a piece of shit. I know, right? Um, no, but, you know, it's like, like, oh, I, I do a lot of good things, whatever, right? Evidence for, I'm sure there's some. Evidence against, there's there's a stack of it, right? But you always want to focus on, like, the negatives. Um, that's just how we are as humans. And then from there, it's like, well, I'm weak. I'm, I'm a bad person, whatever. And you kind of do the same thing, right? Like, those things aren't really true, right? I feel that in the moment because I couldn't do something, but why couldn't I do it? Right. And then, like, what's a more truthful or helpful thought, you know, would just kind of be like, well, you know, yeah, maybe I didn't complete this rep range that I wanted, but I've worked out the past, you know, three months almost every day. So it's like, obviously, I've gotten stronger, but at a certain point, you're going to get to a, a level where you peak in certain things and you need to add more calories. You need to, like, change the rep ranges. You need to do something to change it up, right? Like, strength in most things in life are not just completely linear, Right. You can't go, I'm gonna lift five pounds and every week I'm gonna I'm gonna add five pounds and then in a year I'm gonna lift I'm gonna lift a house. Right. <laughs> um it doesn't necessarily work that way, right? You're gonna you're gonna have peaks and troughs and valleys and ups and downs and all that stuff. So kinda kinda like using those steps can also help you with the anxiety side as well, right? Like if you're feeling anxious, catch it. You know, like why are you feeling that? Uh check it, which might be hard to do because Again, if you're super anxious, you might say, like, there's a lot of reasons why I'm a piece of shit. There's a lot of reasons why I'm weak, why I'm this, why I'm that, right? Um, but is it completely true? Hopefully not. And then, you know, try your best to change it. And that's something that um, I think a lot of us need to work on. You know, you don't realize that we all kind of have that inner voice. Uh, I have it. A shot has it. Mine is very loud. My 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 outside voice, my regular voice, is very loud. My inside voice is also loud. Um, I have to be louder <laughs> than him. You know, I have to like compete. Is that why you're always so loud and talking so much? You're trying to drown out his voice. A hundred percent. Because if I'm talking, I'm not thinking. And if I'm thinking, ooh, I don't like that guy. You know, that's hilarious. That, that guy's mean. Um, but yeah, I think that like it's it's one tool. You know that you can definitely do meditation being another one that's really good to kind of like build in that that calmness and a lot of meditation practice uh when i was using headspace that they will do kind of a similar process where you like label what you're feeling like is it a thought is it a feeling why am i feeling that why am i getting angry in this moment right um 
And it's really just having that awareness. Yeah, it all comes down to identifying, right? Like once you can identify how you're feeling or what you're feeling or why, like it, it's, it, it makes it easier to deal with it and to manage it or to, you know, calm down the voice. But if you don't know why, then it's just, it's kind of just there nagging at you, right? Um, like, it's a good example. Like if you have a dog, okay? And the dog just keeps coming and whining at you, right? If you don't know why they're whining, you're just going to think like they're annoying. You're just going to continue getting annoyed with them. And you're just going to continue getting more and more fed up. But if you take a moment and you're like, hey, have I fed my dog today? Or hey, has the dog gone out? Or hey, is the dog maybe in pain? And you kind of like go through these steps chances are you'll figure out why this dog is nagging at you and whining and do something so that they don't anymore, right? No, if they're hungry, you feed them. They'll probably go and eat. They won't whine anymore. They need to go out. They go out. They won't whine anymore. If they're in pain, figure out why they're in pain. You know, maybe they have a thorn stuck in their paw. You take it out. They don't whine anymore. So it's, it's kind of like that where it's your, funny enough, your inner voice is kind of, it speaks a different language sometimes or a language that you don't understand or comprehend. And it's not that you can't comprehend it. It's just some, a lot of times we kind of ignore it or like don't pay attention enough attention to it to try and figure out what it's actually trying to say. We kind of, it just annoys us and it causes us anxiety and all these other mental health issues, but we do, we don't ever acknowledge it and like, go and try to figure out exactly what it is that why it's nagging at us why it's causing all these thoughts but as soon as you do as soon as you take a moment you're like hey like why are you you know why why are you bothering me right now and you're like oh it's because i'm gonna get on a plane or it's because i couldn't finish my set or whatever it is um and why is that bothering you why why are you nagging at me about this and you kind of go down this why um, train of thought eventually you can get to the real reason and then you can either you know kind of talk it down or you can um, you know find a remedy or find a solution to it um, or in some cases yeah maybe it is true maybe it is supposed to be nagging at you and maybe that inner voice is, is saying the right thing you know if you're going and you're gonna try to leap from one building to another and your inner voice is like hey don't do that and you're like but why inner voice i really want to do this it looks like a lot of fun your inner voice is like dude you can only jump like one foot up that's like 10 feet across you're gonna die you're like hey inner voice you're right <laughs> probably shouldn't be doing this <laughs> and then you walk down but so in some cases it is good to listen but you won't know until you actually listen to it and get to the core of what it's saying right because in that case, your inner voice isn't saying all those words, right? It's not saying, hey, you can only jump one foot and that's 10 feet across. Your inner voice is saying, don't jump, don't do it. You're going to fall. You're going to die. You're going to get hurt, whatever, 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 right? But it's until you sit down and like li really listen to it and comprehend why it's saying that, that you understand that like, hey, you're right. I am going to get hurt, but you didn't have to annoy me so much about it. You could have explained, you know, all of this other stuff. hundred percent and i think it ties into what you said earlier about having like the monkey brain you know where like you're not speaking the same language sometimes yeah 
And sometimes you just feel emotions, right? You feel fear, you feel loneliness, you feel angry, sad, whatever, and you can't really put like a label on it. You can't really place it. But a lot of them we've talked about in other episodes kind of defaults to anger, right? When you're just like, I'm upset over something, but I don't know why. And and you need to like sit with your thoughts and think about it. And then you might get angry at other people or yourself. And then it just kind of fuels that fire more, right? So it's like if you, if you see yourself getting angry a lot, start analyzing, well, why? You know, yep. what's going on? Like um, if you're lashing out at people, same thing. And sometimes it takes somebody else to see that as well. Like all my friends, relationships, everybody knows that <laughs> that I will get very hangry uh, if I've not been fed. I'm I'm like the, the the nice gremlin, like the Mogwai or whatever in the movie before um you know ten p.m. or whatever. I need to be fed, and like I'll just be more short with people, right? Like yeah, okay, whatever. It, my tone will change. I don't I don't realize it. And then other people would you know be like, hey, you hungry? No. And then like like yeah, we're gonna get some food. You know, I feel like a little kid sometimes in those moments. But I've been like I've had ex girlfriends that were like, hey, are you hungry, buddy? You know, I'm like, no, I'm fine. It's like, mm, all right, well, we're going to go get you, get your favorite fast food here. I'm going to, I'm going to get something. I'll be right back. I'm like, okay. And like I eat and I'm like, oh my God, like, how are you? What's going on? You know, because um, sometimes you need other people to help you there too. Right. So it's like, uh, yeah, but if you can do it yourself, that's great. And now that I know that I've known that for a while, I make sure I eat before I go to events or like, if I'm not going to be eating in a while, I'll, you know bring snacks or whatever, right? To kind of like pre-prepare for it because um, I don't want to be a dick. And the worst kind of dick is when you're accidentally being a dick because you don't even know you're doing it. <laughs> you know, if you're being a dick on purpose, you should apologize. Excuse me. You know you should apologize. But if you're accidentally being one, it's tough. I didn't know I was doing it. I didn't know I was having a, a short tone of voice with people. That's true. I mean, it took me a long time to realize all that too. I, um, Andrea also usually knows when i'm hungry because i will do the same i'll get very hangry and she's like hey have you have you had your breakfast yet or your lunch yet? <laughs> isn't it isn't it breakfast or lunch time she's better about it now though well i mean you're also... like oh yeah let's talk about this later or she's like yeah let's talk about this after you eat she she's figured it out there you go well you also fast still right you do intermittent fasting until lunch yeah so yeah. that sometimes could play a role too. Like if you hadn't had enough food the day before or something and you're like well, in the middle of it. Well, it's not until lunch, Matt. It's until breakfast. I thought you were not eating until lunch. It's until breakfast because breakfast is when you break your fast. So yes, I, d I don't eat until 12. But at 12 o'clock, I break my you. fast. I'm going to slap you when I see Which you. is breakfast. Actually, I'm kidding. I'm not in any way... Uh, proposing physical violence or whatever He's lying <laughs> um yes anyways yes when you break your fast that is true that's why it's called breakfast so yes. your lunch but is yes. really I, breakfast. I break my fast at 12 i break my fast i have breakfast at 12 uh but yeah so usually uh if it's getting around that time oh in the beginning it was more because my body was getting used to it now it's a little bit better uh, it really depends, though, if the night before I haven't had enough food for dinner. The next day, obviously, I'll, I'll be more hangry around that time. But if I've had a normal dinner, I'm usually fine until 
Um, I mean, I've, I've gone until like 2, 3 o'clock before without eating anything just because I had stuff going on. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And it's just about knowing yourself, knowing others, right? When you see somebody in those situations, helping them, yep. help them get through it, you know? There's only one race. That's the human race. I heard that from a street performer like 15 years ago, and it just stuck with me forever. I don't think he created it, certainly. I think it's probably in a book, but I just was like, damn, man, that was so good. If only I actually had a dollar to give you. <laughs> it's hilarious. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, kind of to wrap it up, listen to your inner voice. Don't let it, you know, don't let it lead you. Lead it. Um, recognize it right um and and really have a better relationship with it i think i think that's what it comes down to you don't have to hate it you don't have to love it but you need to realize that it's there um and you just need to figure out when it's giving you sound advice and when it's not thank you all again for listening in this week uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you guys again uh, next week.